Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Jeff Fennick, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest sports radio show on the planet, 365 Days of Sport with me, Kieran Beefy Blake, the world's biggest sports fan, and that is official, just ask the people from Guinness, and the man across from me, the man from across the Tasman, casual Rob Bryers. You just made me feel like having a Guinness by mentioning Guinness. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, nice. Hey, I don't know if you heard shock news. Shock news? Shock news. My kitchen rules. Oh, great. The experiment hasn't worked. It hasn't they it? They normally go in as a duo. Oh, yeah. And they tried to put the, the two singles together. Oh, yeah. That they'd never met before. Yeah. Met, met on the night and uh, didn't work. Gone. Eliminated. First one's out. First one's out. This has been running for weeks. Yeah, but they do it. Oh, second one's oh, out then. Second one's out. How it's much? Pretty irritating show, that one. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, I yeah, agree with you, Rob. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. In fact, a million percent. Absolute twats on that show. Perhaps they should get Nick and Bernie on together. That would send the rating. It would. It would. They would go crazy. Yeah. Celebrity My Kitchen Rules. How good's that? Uh, that I I think that's that's. I might you, even if, watch an episode then, Rob. I mean, well, what would what did Bernie get paid for the other one that he didn't turn up to in the end? The one who uh, lasted one day. Well, would he get two million or something? Probably. Yeah. So you'd yeah. have to at least double it. Oh, at least. Oh, it's worth it. Although he'll probably. I guarantee it'll be the first time that a dish is not served. <laughs> no, no pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. No, I, you should have said, yeah, I love that. Um, how good would those or, two or, be? Or they'll be retired herders. In something. the kitchen, yeah, they'll burn themselves without <laughs> yeah. serving anything. Yeah, yeah, injury. Uh, I, I like that theory. I love the old My Kitchen Rules celebrity doubles. Well, they've got to be working on it. So if they get gotta it together, it's, it's quite a lengthy commitment, I think. It's a good few. Oh, uh, no, but the celebrity ones, they only do it for two they do weeks. Like that's down. It. Bang. They've got things to do. Things to do, people yeah, to see. Yeah. Uh, money they don't to really care, do they? Money to count in exactly, Bernie's case. Exactly. Um, what other dodgy celebrity pairings would you have? Oh, you could go, the list could go on and yeah. on, I reckon. You could have, um, who's a fierce rival to go with? Well, like no, Carl, you... Carl Stefanovic <laughs> and um, uh, Channel 9. Harry Bigmore or something. Oh, well, yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking or more like... the sports side of things, Rob, because we're a sports show. Oh, sports show, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could have... Uh, who's a controversial cricketer? Uh, oh, Shane Warne. No, 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 no. What am I talking about? Dave Warner and Steve Smith. Together. Together. Tampering away in the corner there. <laughs> Sandpapering stuff. Ooh, yeah, love gosh, that. that. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, um, you could have, um, hey, Aussie Rules. Who? Ben, ben Johnson and Carl um, Lewis. Uh, no, not oh, Carl Lewis, but ben, maybe, yeah. um, Lance Armstrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind, Carl. Yeah, that's that'd be Multicultural good. Multicultural cheats. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we want. It's about equality. Lance Armstrong and Floyd Landis mm-hmm. together at last. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could get a whole lot of them in there. And yeah. then you'd have the, you know, the good, you know, the, the good pair, mm. um, Adam Gilchrist and Tim Payne. Yeah. Together, that'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Mark Warren, Shane Warren. Well, Shane, yeah. Shane Warren can't cook anything. Well, it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter? They'll just be, you know. Comedy duo? Yeah, but they'll be... You know, giving the bookies tip-offs about the weather and the pitch report. Right. Taking money for that type well, of stuff. I'm not sure that'll affect that's a niche. The, all the oven conditions niche. or something like well, that. Well, yeah, that's a niche That'd reference, be a bit, isn't a bit it? of a stretch. Anyway, but that would be... Uh, Flintoff, this, this, Flintoff and Peterson. Oh, oh how good would that are they, be? Are they no good at all? Oh, I think those two are actually okay. 
Flintoff and Strauss, no way. Really? Yeah, yeah. They, That's surprising. They hate each other. So Strauss, because he's not on, he used to be on good terms with Kevin Peterson, and then then yeah. uh, he begins. They're okay now. Does he? I think that's he said. Lie. I think that's what Peterson said. But, um, they used to be really good mates, and then yeah. after his book came out, I think it all went to pieces or something like that. Is that right? Or when he got kicked no, out of the team? When he got kicked out of the team, yeah. yeah and, he just, and, and he just went, he went all out. Andrew Strauss thought the microphones were off when he was commentating one day, and they brought up Kevin Peterson, and he just called him a effing right. cock right. on air. Right. And they thought, oh, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Peterson and Ponting, they get on very well. That'll be entertaining. Okay. Hmm. Lots of options that. in there. Yeah, we, we could do it. Well, actually, no, we shouldn't do that because I can't be bothered cooking everything. Oh, I can cook it. it you just... can't cook anything. Well, no, I can. It'll just be very random. It'll just and be it a... may not taste any good. It will be terrible. It'll be a dried up burger <laughs> patty. Probably... Here's here's the two meals Beefy did when I was living with him. <laughs> he had two meals. There was yeah. a frozen burger patty out of the straight out of the freezer, and he would put the element on full blast. Yeah. Maybe an oil, if he could put a little bit of oil, if he could bother. Always oil. Generally a little bit. Always oil. And then just fry it on full blast. If the whole kitchen would be smoked out and he wouldn't think to maybe turn the temperature down. Nah, just kept going and it would smoke out the entire kitchen. Yeah. And then he put that between bread, not even with butter. And just no, always butter. Always you got to have butter on the with bread burgers. And it, that was his no, dinner. Got to have butter with burgers. There man. was that option. Your other one. This is this. That, that was. I mean, that's at least he's cooked something. <laughs> this is the rankest thing anyone's <laughs> ever heard. He would go for a Coles like three dollar bottom of the barrel pizza. The best there is out of the freezer. Wouldn't even bother to put it in the oven. No. Not, couldn't be bothered waiting for the oven to cook it for <laughs> 15 minutes to get it to a nice crispiness of some cheese or something. He'd put it in the microwave. That's what they're for. Still resting on top of the cardboard. No, plate. you can't put them on cardboard, Rob. You've got to put them on a plate. In the microwave, so it just does. It's just soggy, rank, and of all the condensation and everything, it would just be disgusting. That would be his dinner. Just like fill a gap in the fastest way possible. Yeah. I had one last night. Oh. <laughs> How, did you put it in the oven? No, in the microwave. That's a disgrace. It's beautiful. I assume Claire wasn't there. No, she was. Well, she, she encouraged She it. should be stopping these she things. She should be, but she doesn't. That's a shift. There's nothing wrong with the microwave pizza, Rob. There's a lot. Yes, there is. Everything. <laughs> it's everything into, about food in terms of cooking oh. food. You don't even prepare any of it, and then you're so couldn't even. Somebody's already prepared it, it for me, Rob. So you got to just heat it up. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm Can't not buying it. it. I'm not buying it. Oh anyway, enough of my e- eating disgrace. habits. Do you know what I was thinking this week? I was watching, there was a, like, uh, went out for dinner. Actually, a big hello to um, Mr. and Mrs. Beef Senior. Mm-hmm. 75th, uh, 75th birthday for Mama Beef and the 50th wedding anniversary for the Beef Parents. So that was a big weekend. We went out for dinner on um, Saturday night and they were showing extreme sports just in the background on the screen there. I'm thinking, how long is it going to be before they start doing, like, Nitro Circus, Motocross, Super Freestyle Tricks off a ski jump. It's getting to that point yeah, where they're just somebody's going to do it. And that is going to be a new sport, freestyle ski jumping. More sports fusion. Science and sports, sports fusion. fusion. Freestyle ski jumping. Okay. They're going to be doing somersaults so they, they, off a ski and, jump. And, and they, but they do it with a Nitro Pack, Rocket Pack. They could do that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. But... I can just see X Games ski jump freestyle. Freestyle ski jumping, yeah. where they do somersaults on skis trying to land this thing. Yeah, I think well, I, I, could, I could maybe watch that once or twice mm. before I get a bit bored. It's only a matter of time. Lots of things are only a matter of time there, Beefy. I know, that's you what know. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Where is Sports Fusion, Extreme Sports Fusion, 
Well, I'd, I'd, I'd covered it for quite some time, Sports Fusion. Yeah. There's lots and lots I of... I think we've got to embrace the progressiveness, Rob. Yeah. Yep. You've only heard that, heard that first. <laughs> you just got to embrace the progressiveness. That's, yeah. a, that's the new phrase. This is Beefy's new marketing so phrase. So 2018 was perception is reality. 2019. But I don't agree with embrace the progressiveness. Don't you? Because, well, one, it's terrible, it's terribly worded three-word saying. Yeah. Uh, there's only three words that don't go together well. Oh, you can't have a four-syllable last word. You can. It's very, very easily. Confusing. Embrace the progressiveness. Um, Beautiful. I, I, not all things are progressive. Well, they can be. Well, yeah, what about transgender? And that's they're, they're, that's progressive in some ways, but is it, it's hard. You can't in define biology. Ways. Well, it's hugely progressive, actually. Socially, it's hugely progressive, but... Can you defy biology? Biology well, you've cannot... Just, you've just hit the I, nail on the head. Biology does progress, but it takes thousands and thousands of years of evolution. True. So we are, our species originated about five million years ago, you see. Yeah. That's quite a long time for us to get... You know, there's various ancestors went along the way. One kept coming extinct. There was, first of all, orangutans, gorillas, and then I went to uh, chimpanzees. There's bonobos are in there too. Sorry, bonobos came before that. Apparently so. And then we're closest to chimpanzees and the, as the ancestor kept dying. That's that's what how the uh, chart ah. goes. But uh, that, that's a process of five million years. So you, you don't just... Biological change and scientific evolution, you won't notice it in your own lifetime. No, that's exactly yeah, right. The and only people... thing I can think of is like in the early 1900s, I think people were shorter on average. Well, I think that's a case of... That's to do with diet though, isn't it? Well, it's evolution. No, it's not. It's to do with diet. Why people people are grow taller because of diet? Yeah, it's because of the change in diet has has aided. What's uh, your evidence growth. on that one? I talk to a lot of dietitians. What on about? A regular basis. Do you talk to a lot of anthropologists? Um, I don't know any anthropologists, Rob. No, do you? Just me. it's like a dying art, isn't it? Just me. <laughs> the anthropology kind of degree and expert that you don't often meet in the street. You do meet yeah. a lot of dietitians, weirdly enough, but yeah. uh, those anthropologists few and far between nowadays. But we're not taller because yes, of... Yes, we are. What, what, what did that... Well, it's because of because of the change in diet in the 20th century. But what... Because we, we had more sugar, food. Sugar as well. Sugar... What? I'm not getting a lot of detailed explanation well, here. It's like you're just throwing stuff out. I think this is a classic making the audience less educated and misleading uh, the audience no, they with can, lies. They can do their own research, but I mean, at the end of the day, Rob, I like sports. I like sports. Well... But it is. We're talking about transgender athletes. We need to ring someone. Can we ring someone who would know about this? No one's listening. Don't say that. All right. There's a lot of people. Transgender athletes. That's where we're going. You want to talk about transgender athletes? Did you see this, Rob? This is where I've got news on this. You have to decide whether you're going to embrace the progressiveness or not. Yeah, you've got to decide. Um, Connecticut. We're going to go to Rob. Yep. Transgender sprinters Mm. finish first, second, and third at the Connecticut Girls Indoor Track Championships. So this is men who have become girls. Is it officially? Have they? I don't know what the situation is. I should read the re- re- article. You, you want to know the details of their uh, operational of their status, op- their operational yeah. process, uh, how far they've gone? Yes. Are these Castor Semenya types who are men in women's body, or are these people that are going through the change? I, I, I didn't actually not, read that far. I just yeah, sort of okay. saw it and thought, oh. Um, I tell you what. Let's read a little bit of this report, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, New Haven, Connecticut. Andrea Yearwood. 
that's almost like the country star, hears the comments, usually from adults and usually not to her face. She shouldn't be running, they say, not against girls. Yearwood is a 17-year-old junior at Cromwell High School, is one of true two transgender high school sprinters in Connecticut transitioning to female. So there right. we go. So they were boys and they yeah. want to be girls. So they're actually transgender. She recently finished second in the 55-meter dash at the State Open Indoor Track Championships. The winner, Terry Miller. Mm-hmm. Terry Miller. Oh, Tez. Tez. Actually spelt T-E-R-R-Y as well. Mm-hmm. Um, is also transgender and set a girls' indoor state record of 6.95 seconds. Yearwood finished in 7.01. A third-place competitor uh, finished in 7.23. And now this report says the third-place isn't transgender, but I read an article no, today. I read as one and two only. Yeah, I read yeah. an article earlier. It is first, seconds, and third. How can you have that many in one school if it's only 0.03% of the population? And now it's in the state so this is oh, a state championships of Connecticut, yeah. Critics say their gender identity amounts to an unfair advantage, expressing a familiar argument in a complex debate for transgender athletes as they break barriers across sports around the world, from high school to the pros, Rob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw the parents interviewed. Oh, did you? And their argument was, look, helping these people feel included is more important than some medal. So, right, uh, really? So yeah, Tell that really, to the girls that yeah, came yeah, third <laughs> onwards. <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully uh, you know tell that when they're at the Olympic Games and uh, <laughs> well that's the that's the <laughs> argument across the board isn't it tell at that at least to the they feel included yeah. as being the best female sprinter in the world yeah, yeah. it's oh, it's such a difficult one uh, like we talked about last week it's um, do you go literally down the path of having a third category at the Olympics or do you exclude them because it's unfair well I, I uh, look you can do the third thing if you want. But I don't think it's going to gain a lot of audience. Do you know what? I've just looked up this. Somebody, the very first comment on this article, it mm. says, this is makes so much sense. If you allow transgender athletes to compete, why do you actually have gendered divisions? That actually is kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> just chuck them all in the one. Problem solved. <laughs> Everyone's equal. We've solved the, we've solved the <laughs> world crisis <laughs> straight off the bat. Um, and the second comment is, why don't you just make third divisions? A division only allows those who were born males to compete. A division only allows those who were born female to compete. And an open division that allows anyone to compete. Yeah. Jeez, there you go. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, a lot more admin involved. Yeah, a lot of admin <laughs> yeah. involved. Yeah. The problem is end up those two racing each other. Or... We have an Olympics where you could just take whatever drugs you like and we it's like totally open. Just go for it. Yeah, the yeah. third category for transgender athletes, yeah. for men, for women, take whatever drugs you like, Lance Armstrong yeah. style, just snort whatever speed yeah, yeah. amphetamines, anabolic steroids, yeah. whatever you want, you're now in. Now we're talking. Now we're getting some proper results. I think that's the third category. Yeah. So the, but then that will that be like all the record books will be different then? Well, it would just be an asterisk all the time, wouldn't it? Yeah, for the until the end of days. Yeah, I think that's. I, I like that yeah. Olympics. It's although you'd have to change it up, like because um, cause some are not enhancing. So you'd have the drug performance uh, inhibited Olympics and drug performance enhanced Olympics. That's every off year. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the Commonwealth Games. See, the Commonwealth Games has been dying for so long. <laughs> this will give it the impetus it needs to yeah. create something new. The bent out of shape Olympics. <laughs> Love it. Who can suffer the most punishment? And this goes back to our old greatest sporting benders theory. Yes. The likes of the James Hunt approach. Yeah. Mm. Hey, I watched that Ed and Senna documentary. Oh, did you? Senna, it's called, weirdly yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, that was a bit of a sad story, wasn't it? Very he, sad. He, he, uh, he was a very aggressive driver. I didn't realise He that. was a very aggressive driver. Very. Uh, him and Alain Prost never yeah. got on to Yeah. Oh, yeah. that would have been the uh, third yeah. pairing in my kitchen yeah, rules. Yeah. Prost and Senna. 
Yeah, let's talk about a fall from grace. He, um, a lot of the stuff Senna did behind the scenes went totally unreported until he died. All the charity work he did in Brazil. Right. The, he gave millions and millions to uh, less fortunate people back yeah. in Brazil. It was it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was tragedy because uh, I, uh, one, did he? No, two-time world champion, I think, Senna. Right. You know, could have, should have won more. But he was in that golden period where there was a lot of good drivers and cars were a lot more yeah. even. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realise that he, he, there'd been that many complaints about the Renault. Williams Renault, is that what it was? He yeah. was in? Yeah. Yeah, at that time. Because he only just switched to that team. Yeah, that season. Because my vision of that crash was like a, a Ferrari, a red, bright red car. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I saw the, it's just like... Well, I think I've talked about this before. People don't realise that um, somebody else died on that weekend. Yeah. At the same early meeting. In a, yeah. In a, in a uh, practice, uh, practice A run. man by the name of the Roland Ratzenberger. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he died on the Saturday, then Prost di- uh, Prost, then Senna died in the race. Yeah. So yeah. it was a really, really horrific weekend. But um, Senna's, Senna's death was really interesting because it really was kind of one in a million chance. It was a piece of metal sheared yeah. off in the crash yeah. and went up through his helmet and yeah. pierced his, yeah. his skull or That's brain right. or whatever. So, you know, it's nothing really that anyone – you could foresee, I should say. Mm. The only thing that was very clear is they, they were not – he was not happy with the car at no, all. That's he, right. felt he could not control the thing. He said it was just doing strange things. And, mm. And so that was uh, the probably the most tragic part. No, definitely. No, it's. Uh, uh, would you recommend Rob's review of sporting biopics? I'll certainly wa- certainly watch it. Very good. I'll, yeah. Not, not the. Uh, I mean, look, it's a, the story told exactly what happened, and uh, it's a, you know it's going to have a sad ending in some regard. Yeah, true. Spoiler uh, alert: he does die. But. Uh, Greatest sporting. It's a documentary. It's it is. Not, a it's documentary, not a, like yeah. a, a. They did it well. It's not a biopic or anything like that. So I no. don't enjoy that. I don't. This. I, I liked. I did like the James Hunt one. Oh, Rush is brilliant. Rush was brilliant. It is good. Um, um I can reveal. Indian is a great. I haven't seen that yet. One. I can reveal. I was sworn to secrecy on this, but I did see it advertised on Facebook. Mm. So it must be out there. Yeah. They are making the Steve Bradbury film. About his really? life. Okay. I need to find out. In the break, I'm going to look up to see whether they've revealed who's going to play Steve Bradbury because I do know who it is. But oh. I, I'm I'm on an embargo, but I will look on the line now and see whether I'm allowed to say. Cardinal will, George Pell? It is not no. the Pellster. No, not the end. He's the going list. to be uh, busy for the next... 25 years yeah, or so, so. Was at, as a minimum. And um, we got to thank Mercedes, by the way, the best sportswear in Australia. Certainly. Proud sponsors. Show 103, by the way. Yep. This is. Yeah, it keeps going up. It does. No, yeah. it never goes backwards. Doesn't, doesn't go doesn't backwards. Doesn't go People backwards. not erasing material from uh, from the uh, documented Worldwide uh, web. podcast sort of arrangement thing there, whatever it works. Yeah. I don't know. How does it work? I've never done it before. <laughs> yeah, we know. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just adds. We just keep it adding. It keeps going up. As long as we keep turning up. Unless we delete a load of stuff, like yeah. it just delete it, but it'll be on the internet so yeah. it stays there forever Rob mm. anyway I'm sure this is fascinating for the listeners it is show 103 um, Mercedes best sportsman in Australia best quality lowest prices great support from their staff they will even give you sponsorship money to buy more gear that's how confident you are get in touch mesita.com.au or 1300 mesita or check out their fundraising partner myclubshop.com.au now we were talking about uh sports movies particularly australian we were. sports movies yep. now big big dilemma big dilemma yeah now they've made a film about michelle Payne. they've course, actually made they've, it they've, they've already filmed it it's in post oh, okay, cool. in post-production yeah now one of the key plot points of yeah. michelle Payne's win on prince 
of Penzance. Oh. She stormed home to win when I had, uh, what was his name, who came second. Yeah. We were there that day. Prince of Darkness. We were there that day, remember? Uh, we were. I was. Definitely yeah. there. It was uh, Mighty Ma- Mighty Max, no, Max Max Dynamite. Max Dynamite. That was his name. So that's, an, that's another story. So as Michelle ruined my victory. She had flying home Prince of Penzance. Yep. But there was a point where she was possibly not going to be riding that horse. Oh, there was a and quite there a was, few there was points. A, there was a certain man who stepped in and was very prominent in the yeah. decision toward making sure that Michelle she was did. on that horse. A man by the name of DK Ware. Right. So Darren Ware, who's now kind of banned for four years yep. for jiggering. Jiggering? That's a new verb. Um, He's going to sort of be the one of the heroes of the story. So it's kind it's of... A tough I'm one. Not, not sure how they're going to try and get around I mean, it. He, or... was, he was the trainer, wasn't he? Yeah, but at that point he wasn't being done for jiggering. No, I know he wasn't being done for jiggering. But the owners of the horse didn't want to ride. I mean, that's the God's honest truth about it. I think that's right. And yeah. he was the one that kind of, no, yeah. she's ridden it, she needs to ride it. Yeah. 100 to 1 as well. It was 100 to so 1. So do we know what this is, film's going to be called, Rob? Have no. we got any inside information no, on that? I don't know what it's going to be called. Jiggery but, uh, pokery? It's, it's been, what's what's the name? Uh, Julie... G- G- Margot G- Robbie? No, no, she's in Muriel's Wedding. Oh. Rachel Griffiths. I went not say Julie. Oh, Rachel that's, yeah. Griffiths. She's at the mastermind behind it. I think she's producing, oh, she? she's producing it, I think. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. She's probably going to act in it as well, I assume. Oh, no doubt. Probably Michelle. Mum, yeah, and I think uh, Mick Malloy's in there somewhere. Really? Yeah, as his minor role. Uh, hopefully, very minor. <laughs> What's wrong with Mick Malloy? He's well, he's not exactly actor. one of your top actors. He's, is got, he? a, he's got a character in his face. Very yeah. much so. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a bit of a sour sort of twist in in the in a sour taste in the mouth on what should well be the, because the triumphant story. when they when they stung DK also we, oh one I got oh sorry come imagine the conflict of interest in the radical left who would protest Melbourne Cup Day but yeah. now they've got one of the great feminist triumphs of recent times where the hell are they going to sit where the lefties going to sit lost. Rob where the lefties going to sit. <laughs> They love to sit on the right. <laughs> what? <laughs> they can sit in the middle and do nothing. One moment, be about the same then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Very true. Now, I mean, part of this DK Weir sting, by yep. the way, is there are some people out there claiming that the 2015 Melbourne Cup was fixed. Fixed? Yeah. Max Dynamite was from overseas. Well, I'm only reporting what I heard. He fl- it, it flew home. It yeah. was fixed. What do you mean, fixed rubbish? Well... Those jiggers, by the way. Oh, yeah, those jiggers. Um, yeah. So, I actually listened to uh, a jockey ran in a rung, rung in. Oh, yeah. And to an anonymous talk, as an oh, yeah. to a talk about place to talk about it. I'm not trying to say this is okay in any way. Oh, no, no. Not, not at all. It's not no. not okay. But just they're reported as tasers. Right. And so tasers, obviously, we know what they do. They're, yeah. they're, they're not great. But that's actually not the case at all. It's, no. it's more like it's just a little... Zap. Well, just it's a, a zap. Well, put, put it this way. The jockeys will test it on their own shoulder. Oh, okay. To then see how what it would be how like for the horse. How strong it is. Yeah. yeah, how strong it is. That's right. I'm sure they don't test it and then turn up to 11. I'm sure they'll just make sure it's not. They test it on themselves well, just to make more. sure it's Yeah. This isn't strong enough for a horse. Yeah. It's one more. So um, that's sort of the, the go with that Okay. One. So they do. And he also said that it wouldn't be just across the board, all horses getting nailed with the jiggers. Yeah. It's more for ones that, that don't. Sort of Chautauqua. Just, Chautauqua, who won't yeah. jump out who of the Who just stalls. stands in the yeah, boxes yeah. and says, no, nah, I'm not running today. In fact, why didn't they think of that? They might have got him out of there. You never know. That's because they didn't want to show the jiggers on the course. Poor old Chautauqua. There was a brief room that he might make a comeback but that again was, that was quashed, I thought he was banned it was quashed the same day I think no he they actually the, the 
I think they're going to give him one more chance. I don't think they were. I think they actually gave him an ultimatum. Well, if this it was a story. Uh, Johnny yeah. Iwanu sent oh, me the link. Johnny Iwanu. And yeah. I saw it, and then it was reneged like three hours later. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard the thing was, basically on that last race, mm. if this horse doesn't get out of the traps, it's banned for life. Okay. So that's what they actually said, and it yeah. just stood there and went, no, not racing. Yeah, not interested. I'm done. Talking about uh, Australian sports films. not a very bright horse, but maybe it's is actually quite bright. It's Bernie Bright. That's yeah, what it is. Bernie Bright. Tomich. The uh, Steve Parents V. Yeah. Steve Bradbury film. They're kind of slating it to be called Last Man Standing. Yeah. I can't tell you. I'm legally bound not to tell you who is going to be playing Steve Bradbury. How did you find out then? Uh, I know a few people, Rob. Steve Bradbury was in my go. Steve Bradbury was in my go kart team. I keep telling you this. Oh, I forgot about that. I know people, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a world famous celebrity around the traps here. Um, You're a world famous celebrity around the traps. Just here, yeah. So they are filming. You're like, it, you're like Australia, the sporting version in Australia of Dave Dobbin in New Zealand. Nah, 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 nah. The film they're comparing to the cult hero status of Bradbury. Mm. They're comparing him to ski jumper Eddie the Eagle Edwards and the 1988 Jamaican bobsleigh team. Steve Bradbury that's won gold. Bit, that's a bit rough. I oh, know. Eddie not... the Eagle. Yeah, he was. Just like so, that was a great movie too. Actually, actually was Hugh yeah. Jackman. Yes, uh, another Australian. I mean, the thing is, Bradbury, I admit cult hero worship in Mm. terms of Eddie the Eagle and Jamaican bobsleigh, but Mm -hmm. Bradbury won gold. Yeah. He is an Olympic gold medalist. Yeah. Eddie the Eagle... And was ranked in the top three for yeah, a long for time. for a long time. Yeah. Eddie the Eagle struggled to get off the end of the ski jump. I mean, he finished last by a long way. Long, I mean, long way. You do need big, big cojones to yeah. jump off those things, but Certainly. he wasn't going to win any medals. He wasn't getting anywhere near the final. The Jamaican bobsleigh team crashed. Yeah. Had to carry the bobsleigh across the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how bad they were. Certainly. The Tongan um, cross-country skier, right? What? He's a cult hero. He ain't winning no medals. What are you talking about, a Tongan oh, have you? Don't you know skier? about the Tongan nah. cross-country skier? <laughs> There's a Tongan cross-country skier. Oh, awesome. <laughs> He's not very good. <laughs> At least he gets out there and does it. Yeah, have a go. Um, okay, there was a Tongan... I think he was a sprinter. He could have been a shot putter. One of these. He basically decided that he wasn't going to make the Olympics in his chosen sport. So mm. he decided to take up a sport where he could make the Olympics. Good thinking. He took up cross-country Goes skiing. That's the loophole. That's the loophole. He like, could have just been listening to your be a world champion. Be a world thing. champion. Well, we Most ta- of ours don't go to the Olympics, though. We've talked about the Hungarian uh, half-pipe skier. Mm. She basically... She was an American with Hungarian lineage, mm. right? She took the time and effort to look up a sport which didn't have the prerequisite minimum number of competitors mm. so basically it's in the Olympic halfpipe skiing it's 30 there was only 26 girls on the world tour wow. now you have to basically ac- accumulate a certain number of points to qualify for the Olympics yeah so she was she was from a rich family yeah she could hardly ski she went to all the World Cup qualifying events and just skied down the halfpipe gaining <laughs> points for turning up and because people got injured or didn't show up, she qualified for the Olympics and then just happily skied down the Olympic halfpipe and basically came last, but I'm an Olympic skier. That's, you need to read about no this, Megan. That's great That's effort. It, yeah. So, 
at least she took the I time. Think, I think it's resourceful. Exactly. It's yeah. very resourceful. I can't believe you haven't heard about the Tongan cross-country skier. He's brilliant. <laughs> uh, he, he is awful, by the way. Um, but I think he does now. Now he's been doing it for a couple of years. He beats the Mexican guy. Okay, good. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. bad. He struggles to finish, yeah, the Mexican yeah. cross-country skier. Well, you start with one, and then you might get many, you know. Yeah. Just just keep looking. The next one, when you overtake them, you just look towards the next one. Mexico, tick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Up and um, up for Tonga. I'm just look, telling you about Last Man Standing, which is the new Steve Bradbury film. It's probably it's going to come out just before the 2022 Winter Olympics. So you're looking mm. at December 2021. There's a script writer putting stuff together. Basically, he did Pirates of the Caribbean and Collateral. That's how right. good this script writer is. Yeah. So they're bringing in the big guns, Rob. Yeah. Um, so I think they're trying to raise money. So you can probably look on the internet and see how they're trying to raise. I think they somebody did say they're looking at 30 mil they need to make this happen. Right. Because you can't just, uh, you know, you need to rent a uh, speed skating, mm-hmm. you know, stadium. Yep. Bradbury hasn't revealed does he, any... Does he have a partner in the story, uh, a girlfriend? Oh, he does. I've met her. I, she was I, in my go-kart team as well. I but recommend Toddy Goldsmith. She's a... Oh, yes. Yeah. She's a policewoman. She was a policewoman. I don't know if she still is. Okay. Um, don't know her name. I could mm-hmm. look it up. Says uh, Bradbury didn't reveal any casting information. He mentioned that the producers are approaching big names for certain roles. That's yet to be determined, but they want someone in their early 20s, so they think that's going to be a bit of an unknown, he said. I don't know if I can mention any names, but they're ta- talking some big names for my mum and dad mm. if they can get them gosh there you go so there's the big news Last Man Standing may not necessarily be the title of the Steve Bradbury film may or may not be unconfirmed unconfirmed sports. I don't think Bradbury yeah. likes that name for the film by and the way. we That's definitely why. don't know who the actor is either Rob doesn't no, he def- I definitely I do. don't yeah <laughs> I actually do. Yeah. But Don't say that. You'll get me in trouble. I'll get yeah. arrested. Arrested for yeah. um, lies and deceit. A college baseball... News, sports, sports news, Rob. Mm. A college baseball game was delayed because an eagle and an osprey were fighting over a fish. An osprey? Is that another... Is it's like a big bird of prey, yeah. Yeah. And how did this interrupt the game? Was it Well, just... unless you're a fan of either team or had an irresponsible amount of money it riding on this game. It was an A&T park. With a... um, no, it was... Jacksonville State taking on Jacksonville University Saturday afternoon. Okay. At the end of nine innings, Jacksonville actually won the game 5-2, a result that gave him a series win, uh, but the game took longer than expected thanks to the actions of some predatory birds. In the top of the eighth innings, an osprey made its way over Jacksonville's... Oh, it's the John Session Stadium, Rob. Mm-hmm. Don't know who John Session was, but he was massive in Jacksonville. Uh, he flew over... The osprey flew over John Session Stadium with a fish in its claws. Suddenly, a bald eagle appeared and attempted to get the fish for itself out of the osprey's grasp. The osprey would end up dropping the fish and flying away, but the eagle remained in search of its meal. Before it got a chance to sweep down, a Jacksonville player in the dugout ran out to grab the fish off the field with a towel. Mm. For what it's worth, this is the play-by-play commentator. Oh. Hawk, and he just dropped a fish in the outfield. Uh, it's an osprey out there that just dropped a fish out in shallow right field. And now a bald eagle has entered the scene and everything has come to a halt. The eagle comes in, chases the osprey away, makes him drop the fish, and now the eagle is swore... Connor Stevens is going out into shallow right. Is he going to go try and get the fish before the eagle gets it? The eagle circling overhead. Stevens has the fish wrapped up in a towel, and he makes his way back over to the home dugout. Stevens, you better look out. That bald eagle may be saying, that's my dinner tonight, and you just took it. You wouldn't even think that it's possible until it's on live TV. Well, the, the bald eagle. 
That's the uh, the. I mean, the, the first part's believable, but for then the the bald eagle to come in from nowhere and start up just a, a fish fight. Yeah, a fish fight indeed. Mm, yeah, great commentary by the way. Oh, fa- he knew the birds and everything. Yeah, yeah, must yeah. be a twitterer. It was an osprey. An osprey. You know, one commentator I still think about is that yeah. bloke from the jet boats oh, and uh, the Formula One powerboats. Oh, power he boats. was awesome, wasn't he? And there he goes outside, going around the buoy. <laughs> And he just got hammered out there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Eric the Stark Shark, or whatever, Eric the Shark Stark. That's uh, great. Good man. No, it's uh, super. And unless there was commentary, you would not believe it, would mm. you? Um, do you want to hear the Scottish National Anthem from the weekend, Sick Nations? It's a great national anthem. Oh, it's one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Bagpipe accompaniment, Rob. When will we see the lights again? Bit hit and stars against who? Pat Edwards and send them home to think again. Those days are past now. And who do they play? France. How'd they go? Lost 27-10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're not winning much, Scotland. No, they showed, a couple of years ago, they showed really, really good beating or tied with England, I think. Well, there was the one that I remember very clearly is that they came within a try of the All Blacks. And the fullback was running down the sideline in the last minute. Do you know what? I remember this so clearly. Do I need to, do you remember this? No. So it was one of these classic, I got offered the 200 bucks from <laughs> yeah. Labrokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just wanted to turn that over so I take my cash back. Oh, yeah. And they get the free $200 oh, so bets. So I thought, okay, what, what is an absolute certainty? So I generally either just put it on Winks or the All Blacks. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Scotland have never beaten the All Blacks ever. And I went out on a big bender. I've been out to, you know, got back at 6.30 in the morning on Sunday, <laughs> wander home and pitch the tea. I thought, oh, the game will be I on. I do remember this now, Turn, yeah. turn it on and I watched, I think uh, Scotland scored a try with five minutes to go to put yeah. them within a try. And then I was just like, oh, well, you know, they're not going to score a try in the last, there's only 40 <laughs> seconds left in the game. Yeah. And they break the line on halfway and they're motoring the That's other right. sideline. Yeah, yeah. Bowden Barrett fortunately came across and pushed them out of touch about two metres from the try line. That, wouldn't that have been just my luck? It would have been. 200 bucks <laughs> for the All Blacks to lose for the first time ever in 150 years of playing in Scotland. No. And they, they've beaten Australia the last couple of times they've yeah, played them, yeah, which they is quite two. weird. Yeah. Um, they should have beaten him in the 2015 World Cup. That was the mm. penalty that never was. Yeah. But since that, they've just not kicked on. Yeah. They just haven't adapted to uh, the way World Rugby's going. Uh, because I can say that because Wales just won their 12th straight game. 
and uh, beat England 21-13. Weren't you talking about going for the record just quietly the other day? That, this is the record. No, we are, this is the greatest Welsh team of all time, yeah. which is quite amazing. It's, it's the, so it's the Welsh record? Yes, for 12. Most consecutive. I actually, I should look up what is the uh, winning your streak. So who have you got left to play before the World Cup? Oh, well, there's a lot of warm-up games which don't really count, yeah. but we've got um, Scotland next, yeah. weirdly enough, and then Ireland. Uh, Ooh, which is, that'll be the tough one. Well, Ireland didn't play very well against England the other week. In fact, they were pretty awful. Yeah. Um, they only just snuck past Italy mm-hmm. in Italy, 26-16. They, they didn't look too good, so I think uh, Dutch show so Ireland are really... All of a sudden, really... maybe they're not red-hot favourite to win the oh, Rugby World Cup. Since they oh. became world number one, oh, Rob, yeah, that, that yeah, week. for one week. Yeah, um, they, they've pretty much dipped off at the moment. So, yeah, Wales are looking... It's, it's very early to peak. Yeah. But uh, we were 10-3 down against England on the weekend and half-time came about the wrong time for England and uh, Wales came out a totally different team. Mm-hmm. And England just, just fell apart, which is great. Great. Who's coach at the moment in Wales? Warren Gatland. It's still still, still, still him. Yeah, yeah. But he is going to quit after the World Cup Um, probably be coaching New Zealand. Yeah, he probably will. Because Hans, is Hansen quitting after the yeah, World Cup quitting, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. Ex-Wales coach as well. Learned his trade mm-hmm. at Wales. So does Graham Henry. It yeah. goes with the flow. I don't know who else would get. Tano Umang is going all right, I think. He's playing, isn't he? Didn't no. he play the other week? <laughs> what? Tano Umang? One of them did. Something ridiculous. He's been coaching the Blues. Yeah, I think he played. No, no. Ma Nonu. Oh, Ma Nonu, yeah. yeah I knew yeah. it was something like that. What That's do you mean, the, one of them did? One of them. <laughs> one of those centres, those big centres that you had. <laughs> Um, with the dreadlocks. The, the, with the dreadlocks, that's right. Mm. Um, so uh, Wales are now favourites to win the Six Nations, and it's going to be a Grand Slam game. Well, we've got to beat Scotland yet, but against mm. Ireland. And uh, Ireland, it's always a big game, Wales. Ireland's what was huge. the All Blacks record on this, 18? I'm going to look that up. Hi, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Mm, oh, she's back. Favourite part of the night. <laughs> the favourite part of the night. The only part of the night that's worth listening to is Toddy. I'm still positive she's going to come in and yeah, host good. with us one night. Brilliant. We're talking about rugby union winning streaks for winning internationals. Streaks, yeah, it's because Wales is on currently 12, 12, which is its longest ever. Longest ever. Yeah. Um, the record I thought was by the All Blacks. I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you a chance, Rob, because officially in modern times, in kind of what we regard as the record being yeah. the All Blacks, it's actually tied England yeah. and the All Blacks with 18 wins. Scotland ended England's winning streak. To break okay. the record, so you should be very thankful to Scotland. Uh, they beat them twenty-five thirteen in two thousand. Oh, because England must have had it before, and then we beat them, and now they must have gone again to get to get to nineteen. So 18, that whatever. that ended eleventh um, of March in the Six Nations two thousand seventeen. They were on eighteen wins. Actually, the streak for New Zealand was on about the same time. It actually started weirdly enough in about the same time, late two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. New Zealand lost to Australia at in at Eden Park of all places as well. Rob, what? no, we've never lost them at Eden Park. Uh, it says twenty second of August two thousand sixteen that uh, New Zealand lost to Australia in Auckland in Rugby Union. This is Rugby Union. This is nah, what I'm looking at. Nah. No, 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 no. Okay. We, we, we lost them in uh, Hong Kong. Ah, is that what it is? It's, it does say on this, I'm looking on the internet. So if it's on the internet, it's possibly true. Yeah. But if Rob seems to think it was in Hong Kong. Because so that's I, why everyone went mental, because we uh, lost that test match. Um, but I thought that was right before the World Cup. Uh, no, 22nd of August to, of October 2016, it says. that. Oh, that would have been on the way to uh, the Northern Hemisphere for their November internationals. Could have been. Yeah, so it was a warm-up game. But you may be right. But England um, England also have 18 
2015, they started off with a win against Uruguay. That was a tough mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was the World Cup, actually. And then they finished with 11th of March 2017 against Scotland, 23-15. Previous record was tied between New Zealand, 17 wins between 1965 and 1969. Yeah. Ah, I wonder who beat that record. Uh, who knocked you off in the 18th game in Auckland? In 1975. In 1969. It says Wales. I don't think we did. I don't think we have been. No, uh, it's 1953. This is wrong. This, yes, so every, every, it's all wrong. It's probably rugby league. Um, South Africa. <laughs> I think we might have been in Europe. Uh, South Africa between 97 and 98 won 17 straight. Lost to Ireland. The other winner, the other team on 17 wins straight, Lithuania. Really? Yeah, they they started off with a great win in Vilnius against Norway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but their streak ended against Serbia and Montenegro um, 2010. Testing. New Zealand also had 17 wins between 2013 and 2014, uh, and uh, 16 wins 2011-2012. But the world record for consecutive wins is actually 24 wins in a row. Who do you think this is, Rob? Who do you think well, holds the world record? You told me in the break, didn't you? Yeah, well, you meant to be... You meant to be <laughs> It is actually, I'm going to let you people know, if for all those rugby unions... It's ridiculous. It doesn't really count as far as I'm concerned. You played your own level, Rob. You played your own level. Yeah, but so what? They didn't play against anyone that's... Hey. Probably no World Cup qualifiers in that entire Luxembourg thing. away is a bloody tough game, I tell you. There's no one that's qualified the World Cup that they would play uh, in that I'm just looking at their list on their streak. Maybe they have uh, Romania in there? No. Uh, they're, they're not even that level. They actually Romania play in the, played in New Zealand on tour one time. Oh, they used to make the World Cup. Well, I think they've played in every World Cup, actually. The Ivory Romania. Coast? Uh, the Ivory Coast. They were in a World Cup. Um, yeah. I got that. Bit Z- of trivia. Zimbabwe right? were. Uh, yeah. 87. Um, anyway, I'm going to let you know. It's Cyprus. It's they are the world record holders. They won 24 games straight. They started off with an away win in Baku against Azerbaijan. Yeah. 37. They played Georgia, even. They were, uh, they were No, they didn't play right. Georgia. They did Isn't manage... the national sport in Georgia? Yes, mm. by a long way. Uh, they, they've made it the national sport. Uh, they did beat Monaco at home. Russia? Uh, uh, no, no Russia. Um, Bosnia and Herzegovina away. They snuck past them 8-6. That was a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did manage to sneak past Bulgaria away 94-3. to Lucky the Bulgarians got that three. I'd say that early penalty put them on good stead. Who else have they played? They beat Andorra at home 30-10 to late on. And mm-hmm. uh, it was very close. They only just snuck past Hungary away 16-15. Why did they bother making that film Moneyball? They could have just followed the Cyprus <laughs> rugby team. I think we should, Rob. I think they should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but what an anti-climax so that'd be. They they were in the uh, European National Championships Division Two B, Two C. Sorry, when they were on the streak, they got promoted to Two B, mm. but they found life a bit tougher in Two B because Latvia beat them thirty nine twenty, and even at home they beat them thirty one thirteen, and then Andorra have come back to beat them as well. And uh, but they've been in uh, in the other ones, and they've they've really struggled since this winning streak. They've only won three out of their last um, twelve games, which isn't good. Uh, Israel beat them uh, 38-28 Lithuania have come back and beat them 47-15 even Croatia have given them a bit of a touch up Okay, so uh, the Cypriots were going to live forever long in that streak because they're not never going to do it again. Mm, sure. One thing I will say, I'm just impressed that all those nations have rugby, rugby teams. It's fantastic. It's the world game, Rob. Mm. It's the world game. It certainly is. <laughs> it is for us. It definitely is. Um, what do you got, Rob? Anything exciting? Well, well, well. It was the Australian Cup heats on the weekend. What sports? Um, is? Greyhounds. Oh, greyhounds. Greyhound racing. Why aren't greyhounds grey? 
Uh, some have sort of got a bit of grey tinge to them. In fact, this one I'm about to tell you about, he's sort of a very dark charcoal grey. But anyway, it was a pretty tough round of heats, I've got to be honest. I picked a few winners at the start, but yeah. like, I just hate it when Poke the Bear doesn't get, get through. Doesn't run. He's second reserve, because he, he did come second in his heat. But he get, again, he got caught up in all the rubbish. And he <sighs> come, it's just, he's the fast dog Second the reserve. They very rarely get very a run in the run. big in the yeah. big races. Yeah, so that was that. And there was the Phantom Owl Superstars. Tornado tears the U. Unit has come back with a vengeance. How big is the unit? Oh, he's not. Oh, he's not that big. He's a. He's about. I don't know. He's thirty six kegs, maybe sort That's of. A big dog. Yeah, he's big. 30, 34. Lack of there. detail. My dog, our dog, was yeah. only twenty seven point three kilos. Oh, what distance did he run? Four sixties. Yeah. This, this is the seven twenty meters. Ah, you got to be a big dog. Yeah, big boy. So, um, yeah, tornado tears is just is going to break the track record any moment now. Nice. He was only off it by, I think, five hundredths of a second. Five hundredth? Uh, yeah, five hundredths. Good run. And uh, Over 720. Yeah. Oh, this is the other thing I want to complain about. My horse, the Autumn Sun, got pulled out of the All-Star Mile. Oh. So, Who's my uh, horse? Al Mandin. Is he still in? Nah. Oh, lost me votes. No, nah, he didn't get enough votes. Didn't he? He wouldn't have won anyway. Al Mandin? He didn't get enough votes. It's the people's a horse, Rob. It's the people's horse. He has to run a minimum of 2,000 to win. Oh, well, never mind. He's a long hauler. What is going to say? So so now now it's all about the clapper, happy clapper. Oh, He's yeah. definitely in on a wild card, so I've got to get on him next when they do the oh, redraw. Oh, yeah, okay. Like you are a happy clapper, though, Rob, aren't you? All right, let's get to the story. What story is this? Well, this is really, I think, the, a tragic story. Is it? Of what could have been probably the greatest greyhound in the history of greyhound racing. That's big. This is the tragic story of a greyhound named Shaky Jakey. Shaky Jakey. Shaky wasn't Shaky Jakey wasn't the least bit shaky. Wasn't he? He should have been called Greaty Jakey. <laughs> Frankly, Jake the Great. Because this is a story of a greyhound that made his maiden run, his first ever run on a yeah. track at Wentworth Park in the city. In in the city, uh, it's it's not a big night. There's not much going Tuesday on at night, Wentworth Dodge. Park. It's probably yeah. it'll be a Wednesday night if it's Wentworth Wednesday Park, night, or yeah. yeah, maybe a Saturday early race. This this dog steps out. the The record for Wentworth Park is twenty nine twenty seven. Twenty nine seconds point two seven. Yeah, he steps out in his first run to absolutely smash the record. Wow! And you'll hear a, a, a recording. So this here. is his first run. This is his first ever run. He would have trialed, but he would have trialed. You don't really know too much. But it's really box trials just to get them out of the traps. Well. On a cold, wet night in April, oh, a little-known greyhound by the name of Shaky Jakey made his maiden race start. What happened next had to be seen to be believed and stunned greyhound fans across the country. Firms quickly away, Cosmic Barbie passenger. Shaky Jakey quickly shook them off and raced clear. Next is Ada Mary, remember Boss and Emily Sweet. Into the back they go. Shaky Jakey got away, led by 10 over passenger. The question here is, is whether the others are going to be able to stay in touch. In third place, Emily Sweet, remember Ross Cosmic Barbie. Further back was Tautology and Ada Mary coming to the corner. And this is nearly 20 in front. It's well clear Shaky Jakey. And Shaky Jakey runs to the line to win by, yeah, I'd say, 20 lengths. And the time for the... Ge- oh, my goodness me. Track record. I've got to just make absolutely certain of the track record. It's 29.27. This has run 29.07. Even though his trainer, David Pringle, had suspected he would run a good time, the trainer admits that he never could have imagined the chaser would run 29.07, smashing the old record by two-tenths of a second. I had a... I was obviously confident he was going to win. I thought he'd run about the... I thought he'd run about 29.3. Um, you know, maybe a bit better, maybe just give the record a shake. But then, when I seen him going down the back into the back t- into the back straight, I go on, hello, he's he's hiking here. He's uh, 
this is gonna, cause he's a strong dog. I thought this is gonna be a little bit, uh, <laughs> he's gonna be quicker than what I thought he was going, so gonna go. But no, and when, he, when that came up, come up 29 one was unbelievable. But the, the scary thing is he's, he still wasn't uh, a mature, he's still only a pup. Like he's got, he had lengths in him yet. Yeah. And so basically, as you heard, that was a phenomenal run. That's the only time he ever ran. That's the only, he only he, ran he that never, one race. never, ever, ever ran again. Not once. Wow. Now apparently over, he was, he was injured once he got over the line. They, yeah. He had injury. They Did a hock or something. So a hock or something like that. But, uh, it just sort of, at the moment everyone heard about this dog and he, because he won by 22 lengths. Yeah. 22 lengths in the race and 0.2 of a second. Ahead of the track record. Ahead of the track which record. Was, which was, they reckon 0.2, three lengths. Yeah. Ahead of the track record, yeah. Yeah, and I think that still might be the second fastest time to the shaky jakey now. Okay. I don't think anyone's even come close to that wow. 2107. So it's just a ridiculous punishing. And yeah. he got offered uh, some money for to retire at the start. But he got offered up sums up to a million dollars who wanted to buy the Greyhound. Or buy the and, actual dog, not just a seed. Uh, no, but buy the actual dog. Buy the actual dog, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they could see the long-term uh, benefits, yeah, yeah. and uh, he ummed and ahed, and after the media sort of cooled down, died away, and he sort of realised what it was worth, and uh, retired to stud. Are there many shaky jakeys nah. running around now? Nah, I don't, I don't see anything side by shaky jakey. It's a bit weird. But this is the weird thing. Everything's Fernando Bale. Yeah, there's a bit. There's a- do you think Fernando Bell and Dino Double okay, One? Okay, you know more about the dogs than most people do at the yeah. minute. Is there conspiracy theories running around? Well, there's lots of people at the some of the comments underneath the yeah, YouTube's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, sweet." Well, that was long before they started testing for oh <laughs> DNA <laughs> testing on the doggies. Oh no, for drugs and oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, you get that feeling that it ran. It's yeah. blasted the track record, and it's never run again. Yeah. And you think, oh. And I think the trainer may have thought, oh, I better not have done I better retire this pretty quick, because otherwise I'm going to get a DK Weir. <laughs> going to get banned. I shouldn't be laughing at something. No, that's true. Oh, God, it's It'd so be interesting tough. to do some digging about, you know, and get some anonymous mm. insider information about mm. what they think may have happened. Everyone, most people would seem that they, they think Brett Lee's the best dog ever. Mm. He's pretty quick. But Fernando Bauer, Fernando Bauer, Dino Double One, they're the main size at the moment. Funnily enough, you recall when we went to the Greyhound Championships, yep. and Fernando Bauer was the hot favourite. And he was flying home and he got run down by Dino Double One. True. Because he, he, he was a, a 600 metre specialist, Dino Double One. Yeah. But if he got clear, he had a flying mm. finish. Yeah. He's got the track, Dino Double One has got the track record for the 600 so that, metres at the Meadows. So that went with Park Race, going back to Shaky Jakey. Yeah. That was 2014. So you'd think there'd be progeny running round. Yeah. Is he, I, I have not is seen... Is Shaky Jakey still alive? I've not... I don't... I you can't that find sure. I would have thought so. It's only, that's only 2014. I mean, yeah, and he was only... They said there was only a pup, pup, but did, so he, did he get run over by a tractor? I don't... I, there's no <laughs> tractor stories. There's no... I'm... It's it's unbelievably strange. We it's, need it's, to. It's retired. Uh, there's speaking first. Uh, Wentworth Park officials previously said the decision had not been an easy one to make. The idea has been thrown around since day one. Uh, since he won his maiden, that's uh, in terms of what to do with him. When he got hit in the catching pen and they didn't come up 100 uh, percent in time for the semi-finals of the Sporting Bet Magic Maiden series, oh, yeah. we knew we had to do the right thing by the dog and scratch. Since then, David Pringle has received purchase offers of up to one million for Shaky Jakey, as well as inquiries 
regarding stud services. It's come to the point where I've needed a phone charger in every car we have on the property just to make sure I can take the calls. Ideally, I would like to have given him a few more starts, really show what he could do, but after weeks of discussions, we sat down over the weekend and had a serious chat about it, got some advice, and have now decided to retire Shaky Jakey, Pringles said. Pringles has indicated that Shaky Jakey will stand uh, re-owned Studmaster Sam Kochi at uh, Rocky Ridge Farm from about mid-June at an introductory price of $1,650. That's pretty reasonable. Reasonable. I think that's very reasonable. I that's why there's something. I, I mean, me and you do look at um, stud fees. I mean, you can mm. pay up to ten thousand a service mm. by you know decent size like Fender Bay and all these mm. all these. Uh, Maybe they gave him a shot of adrenaline right before they put him in the box or something. <sighs> hmm. I'm thinking, perhaps it's like you remember the horse Star Spangled Banner that sold for ten million dollars. Mm. Used to run. It was a sprinter. Mm. Went. They sold it. They retired it early. Coolmore retired it early to right. go to stud. Mm-hmm. They paid out all this money to pay it because it was um, um, a syndicate horse. Mm-hmm. And they bought all these shares, and it was firing blanks. Oh. So all the investors no. that bought it, uh, yeah, it uh, didn't sire anything. No. No. In fact, I think bad. after they retired it and they realized it was firing blanks, they actually got it back into racing okay. to try and make some try money make bank some and money. it wasn't any it didn't, no come good. Back. It didn't come didn't back. come back very good at all, yeah. It had too much time off. Um so I just wonder whether he was uh you know, he was um Yeah. Possibly. I mean I'm There's just something we don't know. There's something, putting something out there, Rob. strange about the story. Because you would have thought it's broken a track record. Mm. Its stud fees are actually quite reasonable. Yeah. You'd think you'd have quite a few out. And letters can be anything between four and 12. Yeah. So, something's be happened behind. Something's yeah. not right about it. Perhaps they gelded it and they forgot. It was yeah. It was golden balls. I mean, it had to be shaky for some reason. Yeah. It's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, we, we need to find shaky out Shaky Jakey was a flat earther. <laughs> Um, can you do some research, Rob? Can you like get on the I'll chat try. rooms, on the Greyhound chat rooms? I mean, you must be well known. You know, research isn't really my thing, but yeah, well, we know. I that. I've got some interest. <laughs> I have got some interest. I mean, I can Google Shaky Jakey a few more times, see what comes up. That could be taken a hell of a lot of ways. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> Well, there you have it, the story of Shaky Jakey. Oh, yeah, we're loving it. And during, we're, the, we're, uh, during those tunes, more research. We, we're doing a bit more research, but it has studied uh, quite a few dogs, actually, mm. but no real no, nothing, stars. Nah, not, not even close. So not, no, no minor stars. So we've blown... I've got pretty high standards. You know? <laughs> I'm not interested, <laughs> interested in something that's got... I mean, Tito Mojito, even, that's a better dog than any of that. It needs a better name. Tito Mojito, that's a pretty good dog. Yeah, but it needs a better name, that's what I'm saying. Henry's a better dog. Dog than those ones. What about Mutant? Where's Mutant? Mutant's now? doing a Mutant's better mm, than those. Yeah, well, that's true. He runs around Geelong often. Yeah, they, they sent him over to uh, WA, I think. Mutant. Oh, right. no, no, up to Queensland. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. And so my, my mate Dinah Dean, he's gone missing too. Turns out he's been running over in, in WA as well. Well, you, sent him over there for. You can still watch the uh, WA races, Rob. No, I don't watch WA races. I oh, don't. You? Nah, it's oh. on so bloody late. It's got that song, the Greyhound song. Is that song? from WA? I don't is know, it probably? <laughs> <laughs> I got no idea, but oh, we have oh, been looking up Shaky Jakey's um, progeny. There's no real stars, but at least we know he's not firing blanks, Rob. Yeah, that's the main that. thing. Not so, like uh, that, uh, horse you're talking about? Yeah, we believe 
Shaky Jakey's still going strong. He's still still with us. He's still delivering the goods. He is. He's still. Uh, but you cannot tell me that old trainer owner man is not kicking himself for not trying to for get not him taking back a million track. dollars. I mean, come on. I'm just looking at this. There is four pages of Shaky's progeny. So um, mm-hmm. he's he's going all right. What's so, the most that any one of them's made? Is oh, I can't. I can't tell you oh, that. That have to, that have to be on, manual. Uh, I'll have to check it out on the recorder. Yeah, he he went hard early. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Sure. He was a lot. He was doing lots of stuff. I was just looking up his first. We we found out on the on track was Jessica's money, wasn't it? The very first dog. Uh, Jessica's uh, money had thirty four runs, two wins, four seconds, six thirds. She won two thousand eight hundred and fifteen dollars. That was all. And uh, Bushman's smile was the second dog to hit the track. And um, twenty seven starts, five wins, no, nearly ten grand. So Bushman's smile. So ever since then, we'd have yeah. to. We'll we will do some more research. Yeah, I've checked. I've checked out. I checked out Bushman's smile. There's nothing I'm, no. I'm impressed by. There's no poke the bear efforts in there. Not even close. Poke, it all comes back to poke the bear, doesn't it? Unfortunately, he's, with Rob, he's, oh, he's just the greatest. Hey, you know what we should look up? What's poke the bear out of? Who's the uh, what's cos- the parents? Cos- cosmic uh, Nikki Fields and Fernando Bell? You might have a brother. Poke the bear. Yeah. It does, out of range. A half-brother. No, no, from something that, um, uh, what's it called? Fernando Bale. No, what's what are we looking at? What's Nick, it called? Nicky Fields. Shaky Jakey may have sired something similar through um, Nicky Fields. Highly unlikely. Uh, let's, well... If it, if it, did, it, would, it wouldn't have been dishing out that many donkeys. That, that litter that Poke the Bears <laughs> from has got three... Excuse me, Robert. It's got some champion dogs in it. <laughs> Out of range, poke the bear, and fully loaded right. are all well accomplished. Grace, Rob, all six figures. Why do don't grace. you tell us about your top ten? Whilst I do some research. Well, but I need some engagement here. Oh, I'm engaging. And you're going to be interested. I'm generally engaging. It's very hard for you to feel like you're paying attention when you're staring at a screen. Rob, tell us about your top ten. What is it? Ten real life people with real superpowers. Oh, that's sports related then. You wait. I hope so. You just wait. Alrighty. Number 10. Yep. The real-life Batman. Ooh, a flyer. This is pretty impressive. Yep. As a baby, Daniel Kish developed retinoblastoma, oh, a cancer. Oh. Which you know what? If, you know about this, I you? know about retinoblastoma. What a surprise. I do. It's cancer yeah. of the eye. It is cancer of the eye. It's very good, Beefy. You're on track. Yep. He had to have both eyes removed before he reached his first birthday. Wow. In order to navigate his environment, Kish developed his own echolocation ah, system. I've seen this guy. Using the, same, using the same techniques he that does. bats use to fly in the dark. Yep. In fact, he has been referred to as the real-life Batman. As he moved around, Kish would make clicking noise with his tongue. Yeah. He realized that every surface had its own sound. He could yep. recognize a tree, for example, because the trunk produces a different echo than the branches and the leaves. That, That's see, right. This is phenomenal, this stuff. Yeah, I, it's amazing. I've seen a documentary on this guy. I've seen him walk down the pavement with his clicking, and he will say, oh, there's a car there to the left, and it's a small car. Yeah. Things like that, not just like a, like a big car, or he'll tell you it's a little hatchback. Yeah. yeah it's just That's by going, unbelievable. It, that's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I reckon, see, th- this is what makes you believe that, like, telepathy and telekinesis yeah. may one day be a part of our evolution as a species. Evolution again, yeah. It, it's, it's, that's craziness. No, well, I listened to the echoes is. from his clicking. Daniel Kish is able to build a 3D image in his mind of the objects around him. It is thought that the clicking noises activate the visual functions of the brain, mm. which enhance spatial and depth perceptions. Kish says that he can often find his way out of a 
concert hall quicker than a sighted person wow. because he can identify the exit from a long distance away. If he is in a noisy place, he just increases the volume of his clicking sounds. Uh, Unbelievable. I know. I, I know he is it, the real-life Batman. Imagine being able to walk around and say, I am Batman. I am Spartacus. No, it is uh, it is phenomenal. I, I've seen it. I've uh, And mm. it's not a setup or anything. He nah. can tell you what what's there. And I, I didn't know about that from distance. Mm. I thought it was kind of either side of him. But if you can do that, it's, it is phenomenal. Number nine, the real-life Mr. Freeze. Like all good superheroes, Wim Hof discovered his superpowers by accident. When he was 17, he was walking along a frozen canal in his home city of Amsterdam when he felt a powerful urge to jump in. So he did. He soon discovered that that he has superhuman ability to withstand the cold, which has led him to claim 26 world records. Uh, he's He's a polar bear. He tried to climb Everest in a pair of shorts. Oh, Although he made it probably through, not a good idea. Although he made it through the death zone unharmed, he was forced to turn back, not by the temperature, but by a foot injury. Oh, Hoff, frostbite. <laughs> Hoff has run barefoot marathons in the snow and broken his own record for ice submergence four times. <laughs> Researchers studying him, Wim Hof's remarkable abilities have discovered that he is able to override the stress responses in his brain through mm. breathing and meditation techniques. Yeah. Bit of Shaolin Monk. Bit Shaolin Monk, yeah, exactly. When he is exposed to extreme cold, his brain releases opioids and cannabinoids into his body, inhibiting the signals that register cold and pain. Uh, what is not yet clear is how this breathing affects other physical and biological processes such as Hoff's superhuman ability to resist frostbite which should be unaffected by his breathing technique that is hard to explain yeah he must have extremely good blood circulation true perhaps it just pushes through I with, think his, so. with his mind yeah number eight the real life flash Dean Carnazes can run forever. Ah, okay. You know this one as well? I know this guy, yeah. He is one of the most remarkable endurance athletes on the planet. He once ran non-stop for 563 kilometers. Yeah. um, His body doesn't produce lactic acid. Unbelievable. Yeah, so his muscles don't get tired. In fact, they've done research into this guy. Mm. He actually gets quicker the longer he goes. Not that he's a sprinter or anything, but... Is he banned from... From Olympics and stuff? Um, he's not very quick, that's the thing, but his endurance is unbelievable. Well, if he gets no electric acid, he can just run faster, can he? Yeah, but he's not quite Mo Farah style. You know, he's not doing four minute miles over a marathon. He's doing probably, he's not superhuman well, fit. Surely, but he doesn't, got, yeah, he doesn't get That's a significant advantage you could oh, build huge. up to. He'd be brilliant at the Enduro and the Ultra Marathons. Right. Because, uh, and that's what he competes in, I believe. He does these 150 mile races, 100 mile races and things yeah. and wins because he literally doesn't cramp up. It took him three days to do the 560 kilometers. So he's pretty slow. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But I have seen him. That's still 180 he, kilometers a day. He, I believe as well, he runs something like 40 miles a day just because he enjoys it. And because he doesn't cramp or get sore or anything else, he just, yeah. Well, he ran a non-stop across Death Valley and yeah. even ran uh, to the South Pole. Uh, even did. among ultra-endurance athletes, Dean Carnes is, is a superhuman. I didn't know about that. Most runners are limited by their body's lactate uh, threshold. Yeah. The body breaks down glucose for energy. Well, Beefy's just said all that. Uh, which is, uh, the lactic acid creates a burning pain when you hit the wall. Running beyond your lactate threshold will lead to muscle fatigue, breathlessness, and a, a racing heart until eventually you collapse in a sweating, gasping heat. But you don't if you don't produce it, do no, you? No, that's right. That's quite unbelievable. See, I, every now and again, Rob, I know stuff. 
Carnage has never experienced any form of cramp or muscle ache, yeah, uh, even during runs that last more than 160 kilometers. The only thing that stops him is his need for sleep, and he has even sometimes experienced bouts of sleep running. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> well, he was able to keep on moving while nodding off. Beautiful. Uh, about that? Number seven, the real-life Spider-Man. Oh, is he the French? He is the French. Yeah. The, okay. French yeah, the French Spider-Man. Alain yeah. Robert is one of the best climbers on Earth. He is famous for his free solo climbing exploits up skyscrapers without the use of ropes or safety harness. Yeah. The only equipment that he carries is a bag of chalk dust. Robert has climbed over 160 skyscra- skyscrapers, including the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, yeah. uh, the Taipei 101 in Taiwan, and the Lloyds Building in London. Well, I've seen him in a penthouse flat. They have a They put a pole attached to the side of the building. And he was he climbs out the window and he was doing one finger pull ups. What? He was holding onto this pole seventy stories up out of this building. I think I'm pretty sure it was New York, it might have been Paris, whatever. He was holding onto the pole with one finger and doing one finger pull ups. And well, he did like ridiculous. twenty of them. Because it's not about it. pulling up the finger, it's about mm. body control and everything else. But that's how crazy he is. It only takes one slip for these guys. I was watching a free climbing doco little short the other day yeah. and mate, they climb up mountains like Yosemite and stuff they do. Yeah. And yeah. it, without harnesses or ropes and just one little slip little bit of rock breaks off they're gone yeah but they have so much confidence in their own ability to hang on by one hand and things like that it just defies me but why 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 I'm why I'm you Rob I'm with you why it just angers me almost <laughs> Yeah. It's like a uh, base jump, base jumping, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I was listening see. to a, a radio conversation the other day. This guy was a base jumper. Yeah, in the wingsuits, they jump off and they, oh, they fly yeah, along yeah. the wingsuits. Yeah. And him, him and his, he, he started, and then he got his mate into it about I don't know three months after he started. Yeah, and they did it for like a couple of years or th- three, four years, uh, and eventually his, his mate had a mistake and yeah. died. That's all it takes, isn't it? One mistake, and it, it's just it's not worth it. Unfortunately, you say that it is to those blokes. I hate it. Number six, Rob. Number six, the real-life Professor X. Do you know who Professor X is? No, I don't. from the X-Men? No. It's like telepathy. Oh, okay. Telepathy. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. Uh, The actress Marilou Henner. Marilou Henner? Oh, you know her? She was in some comedy show. M-A-R-I-L-U. Marilou. Marilou, yeah, Henner. Oh, that's different ways, mate. Yeah, I recognise her. She was in one of those Three's Company or something like that. Yeah, one of them, yeah. Yeah. Has superhuman mental powers. Okay. She has highly uh, superior autobiographical memory, uh, an extremely rare condition which allows her total recall of basically every single moment of her life. Fewer than 100 people with the condition have been documented worldwide, though HSAM would make life easier in many ways. Imagine never having to wonder where you put your car keys. There are some disadvantages too. People with this uh, condition are more likely to have anxiety disorders and suffer from depression or OCD. Mm. Mary Lou Henner can recall the month, day and time of every event that has happened in her life and can also recall things that were on the news or happened to other people. She first became aware of her ability at the age of six. MRI tests have revealed that people with uh, HSAM have larger temporal lobes and sordate, what chordates, nuclei? nuclei? Oh, I don't know, mate. Chordates? It's a weird thing. Well, they have larger of that than normal. Right. But researchers are not sure whether this is the cause of the result of living with the condition. Whatever the cause, Henna was found living with HSAM. Found it pretty useful at times, particularly when learning lines, of course, of effortless. Number five. She was in Taxi, by the way. Ah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. That's what I recognise it from. Yeah, yeah. 
Number five, the real life Elasti Girl. Oh, okay. Although it's not a girl, it's a guy. So why don't they say Mr. Fantastic? So is this one of these contortionists? Yeah. Javier Botet is a Spanish actor with a peculiar gift. His extremely long limbs and lean body give him the look of a human skeleton. Oh. When he made a screen test in uh, 2013, many people assumed that they were watching a puppet because Botet was able to move his limbs in very unexpected and disturbing ways. Oh. Botet suffers from Marfan syndrome, oh, okay. which results in hyperflexibility. Yeah, okay. So they can actually go against the wrong way of the joints bend your limbs backwards bend your joints backwards the wrong way that's a bit weird his condition has allowed him to carve out a career in horror movies where he has appeared as aliens lepers monsters (laughs) and mummies as well as uh, as well as the urban folklore inspired inspired slender man do you know what I don't even want to think about it really I can't oh like if I see like in basketball every now and again people bend they land and their elbows bend the wrong way Mm -hmm. that just makes me kind of yeah, yeah. Marvin syndrome is a rare genetic disorder resulting yeah. in extreme height and slenderness as well as hyperflexibility. It's the tendons are the thing because the tendons go with it. Yeah, well, that's the weird part. Yeah, that's that's the elastic side of things. Yeah, Next. Uh, it can also cause heart defects and blindness. Oh, I'm not surprised. Bendy heart, but he's used it to conquer Hollywood. That guy. Oh, good on him. Number four, the real life overseer. I don't know oh, what that okay. means exactly. Right. There must be a uh, superhero called the Overseer. An unnamed family from Connecticut has been the centre of much study by genetic scientists due to their unusually high bone density, just like Bruce Willis in Unbreakable. Ah, you seen that film? No. Yes, well, most I people like have. sports, Rob. Most people have. The family has a genetic mutation. Most people have. The family has a genetic mutation that means their bones never break. Oh, no yeah. one in the family has ever had a fracture, and it is thought that they have the strongest bones on the planet which is impressive it appears that the condition is genetic scientists tested 20 members of the family with just under half of them being found to have extra dense bones wow it is hoped that by studying the dna of those family members with the condition researchers will be able to more fully understand the factors affecting bone density which could lead to treatments for osteoporosis wow the condition means that the connecticut family will never need a plaster cast (laughs) so they may find themselves spending a lot of money on plastic ponchos. Wow. That's an unbreakable joke. I've got um, no idea. I get it because that's what Bruce Willis's get up because he figures out he's kind of a superhero. The story of the plot is Samuel L. Jackson has weak bones and he, his, his bones break his whole ah, life. And he comes right. obsessed with comic books and people, he figures that if he's incredibly weak this way, yeah. there must be someone who's the opposite. He is a freak, you know. Do you yeah. understand the logic? So yeah. he goes, sets up all these accidents trying to find a guy who's a super, has got a super right. strength. Got you. Yeah, and he finds he figures out it's Bruce Willis, and he and he lets him know, and he becomes a superhero. That sounds good. Number three, the real life Invisible Woman. Okay. It is universally accepted truth that we all have a unique set of fingerprints. Even yeah. identical twins differ when it comes ah. to the minute walls and yeah. loops on this set of dabs. Modern technology has made use of this unique property when it comes to things like cybersecurity, which must make Cheryl Maynard feel pretty invisible. Fingerprints are usually formed, usually fully formed, even before we are born. People with adermatoglyphia, however, are born with no fingerprints. In the picture above, Cheryl's finger uh, is compared with a normal one. There's a picture there, and you can see on the picture that she's got no fingerprints. Wow. It's just like flat skin. Absolutely. Just rubbed down. So in that, she could be a great criminal. You couldn't ever fingerprint her. She's just a liar. Number two, real-life vision. In 1972, when Veronica Sader claimed to be able to see 
see small objects 1.6 kilometers away. <laughs> no one believed it. However, eyesight is pretty easy to test, so it soon became clear that Seder's vision was truly exceptional. Yeah. She was soon listed by Guinness World Records, another one of your type, one of those Guinness World Record types. Yeah, people, yeah. Although I'm far more impressed by her. Oh, yeah, should with, be. With eyesight 20 times more powerful than the normal human beings. Wow. Not only is she able to distinguish objects uh, and people from 1.6 kilometers away, but she is also able to judge distance and position, which can be useful. And she can distinguish the individual colors that make up the color on a television set. Not so useful. I, I, expe- I had experience of mega vision the other day, yeah. or almost out of time, yeah. playing golf. And my friend had one of these new gadgets oh, with yeah, yeah. binoculars. Yeah. And I said, oh, I wonder how fast this is. And he gets his, goes, I'll, I'll let you know. I said, I reckon this is, I'm going to say it's 178 meters. Wow. He gets the thing out and tests it, and he gets it. He doesn't respond and just puts it down. <laughs> because it was 178 metres on nice. the button. Good work. Yeah. Superhuman, Rob. Number one. Number one. The real-life Deadpool. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, maybe this isn't exactly like Deadpool, but a woman identified only as SM has a condition known as Urbach Waif. Oh, right. Which has damaged parts of her brain. Oh. As a result, she feels no fear at all. Wow. Totally fearless. The condition manifested first as a complete lack of fear from all external stimuli, such as the large venomous spiders and snakes that she picked up as a child. Uh, once when she was being held up at knife point, her attacker <laughs> was so unnerved by her lack of fear that he let her go. Like all superheroes, however, SM does not have uh, one weakness. Uh, after a barrage of tests where she had shown no fear responses, she was exposed to carbon dioxide and suddenly had a panic attack. Oh, wow. Neurologists studying her brain hypothesized that impending suffocation finally produced a fear response Mm. where no other stimuli could. However, when the test was repeated, SM did not show any anxiety until the gas started to take effect, proving that her response had been a physical reaction to suffocation rather than a psychological manifestation of fear. That's interesting, eh? It could be worse. She could be afraid of cows. She could be. There you go! Well, I wonder if the methane would trip her into being scared yeah so there you go there's the top 10 for you it's quite good I like that I knew a few of them as well which yeah, is quite yeah, interesting I was quite impressed you, you yeah I'm a uh, mate yeah having the no fear thing that could be no good it's like those kids mm. that um, this, you know those kids that don't feel any physical pain and they just like burn their yeah they stab themselves quadriplegics yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they're called yeah. <laughs> different joke but no, they, uh, they're, they're no I know what you're talking people. about yes so they just munt themselves. Yeah, they do. They stab themselves and things and yeah, do not, weird things. Not the way to go about it. Not really. Yeah. Um, we, like you say, Rob, we are running out, so we better do this very quickly. Oh, just gonna, we're going to end this at all. Just the final few minutes of... This is... Oh, brilliant. It just makes you feel you want to be there. Bit of singing. A little cross kick. Listen to the crowd, Rob. It's actually not as good as I thought it was going to be. Was this Glamorgan? This I mean, not Wales, Glamorgan. Wales, England. Oh. Um, that try at the end blew the roof off the stadium, apparently. Mm. Uh, and Eddie Jones had asked for the roof to be open. Normally, Wales play with the roof closed nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it came back to bite him in the ass. really. Sure did. You never, you never talked about um, about uh, your, your soccer team. Newport County. Newport County. Yeah, we lost. I know. Yeah, but you weren't to win. It was a great. No, definitely not. It was. Well, it's good. They did pretty well. Yeah, two one down with literally in the 89th minute of the game. Right. Lost four one. Considered two late goals. Um, but yeah, the main thing is Wales beat England. 
That's all that matters. It's all that matters. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, what you got coming up, Rob? Anything exciting? Nah. Really? There's no, nothing. No golf nothing. this weekend. No. Nah. Nah. I lost my golf swing. Did I not tell you this? Oh, yips. Rob's nah, the not yips. the yips. I've just like it's this crappy course I'm playing. Oh, yeah. well, play another course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to go to the driving range. I just, I just, just I'm, smash I'm, some I'm balls. Just, I think I'm just moving slightly at the point of impact. And I'm just Perhaps you should fine. coach me, Rob, because I've lost my swing yeah. as well. I probably could coach you to be honest. Yeah. I used to hit it a long way, but I've just oh, I don't know what's going on. Back Obviously, as you know, golf you need to just play regularly. That's the yeah. bottom line, isn't it? Yeah, but I was playing regularly, but I was, I was just practicing terribly. I think I just got yeah. more and more casual. Stop caring and i just started moving inside my swing and doing stupid things and all of a sudden i I know i'm in trouble when i'm slicing and hooking slicing and hooking that doesn't help does it not good at all uh well if there's nothing exciting we just have to thank masita I think Masita. Best sports yeah. in Australia. Nothing exciting for you. Great prices. I'm playing cricket Sunday. So that's um, right. We no. lost. We lost without me on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Have to win one out of our last two games to guarantee finals berths. Sure. They've also thrown a carrot. The league has thrown a carrot to us. If we win this weekend, this if is- we win our league, there's only two weeks to go on finals day. If we win it, defend our title, by the way. Mm. We get entry into the Melbourne finals. Gosh. And the winner of the Melbourne finals gets free entry to the national finals on the Gold Coast in September so keen big times because yeah. I'm, I'm actually bowling quite well which is a bit interesting they could have given you something better than a carrot yeah makes you see in the dark though Just apart from you, that thank you, you, don't it, you don't need it if you're Batman um, I will be eating beef jerky this week uh, in training for I'm getting my protein fix in training for cricket this weekend Rob is not doing anything the rest of the week apparently so he won't be eating beef jerky Very well he probably little. will because it's tasty just for a laugh yeah Astronauts eat beef jerky, Rob. Hey, well, that's it. That's it for the show this week. It has been 365 days of sport. See you next week.